I have written quite a bit of dark music in my life. Mm -hmm. And part of the effect of moving to the high desert uh, and have being in this environment all the time is, is it changed my mood and mm -hmm. it's reflected in what you just said. Uh, in fact, you know, I played, I have a, uh, a uh, young man who is like a surrogate son of mine, basically he and my daughter are the same age and they essentially grew up together and he's a very talented musician. And so he has uh, fortunately or unfortunately had to sort of experience music with me um, his whole life. I, mm -hmm. I mean, we've just spent a lot of time. He's actually done gigs with me and stuff like that. Um, and I played some of this music when I was writing it. So in its early stages for this young man and his response was, wow, that's a lot happier than your normal <laughs> music that I'm used to. And, and it really was interesting to me, Kyle, that I never, because I have always been a city person. I always mm -hmm. lived in a city or near a city and so I'm just, that's always been, been my, my sort of genre. Um, and, and I didn't realize until I moved out of the city and had this, you know, this sense of space and spaciousness around me, uh, how important your, your setting is to your mood. I mean, this whole yeah. shui concept and all that stuff, it's like, Wow, that that actually works. It makes sense. Listen to the vibes. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Listen to the Vibes, and I'm very happy to welcome Mr. Mark Vickness here. Now, he is a guitarist and a composer. I listened to his album, and I try to think, how can I describe this? I had actually a few things come up. Number one, have you ever met someone that you, I mean, this is your first time ever meeting them, but yet you felt like you've known them all your life? That's kind of how I felt when I listened to the music. It also kind of reminded me of like the, some of the 70s, more softer rock albums that I always enjoyed. I would take this with me if I was going somewhere to meditate. So there we go. That's the best I can do. <laughs> but Mark, before we get into a conversation, tell us a little bit more about you. Well, uh, let's see. I've been at music for a long time. I started when I was a little kid, uh, six years old. Uh, I started on piano and uh, have been with it uh, ever since. Uh, eventually, you know, round about puberty is when uh, I hit, you know, guitar, electric guitar time uh, and started playing bands. And uh, I also uh, got very interested in in composition and theory. Uh, had some very good teachers uh, in high school, and then went on to college to uh, 
pursue studies in music, then on to graduate school, uh, where I got a master's in composition. Um, I studied with a just phenomenal uh, man. His name was Mel Powell. Um, Mel was the pianist for the Benny Goodman Sextet uh, when Mel was wow. 16 years old. Wow, that's incredible. Yeah, he was a, he was a jazz prodigy. And by the time he was 18 years old, he kind of was done with jazz and decided to go to Yale to study serious composition, so to speak. Um, but he, he was a brilliant guy, and I was very, very lucky to be able to study with him. Uh, and then after that, uh, it would take a long, long time to go through all the various bands and the situations I've been in as a musician. Um, and hopefully all of that makes its presence known somehow in some of this music on this latest album. Yeah, you've got some Grammy award-winning musicians on this album. Yes, I'm just incredibly lucky to be able to work with this caliber of player. They're they're all, every one of them, uh, are just virtuoso musicians. Uh, And more than just being incredible players on their respective instruments they're they're all consummate professionals in in the sense that they want this music to sound as good as it can sound and and they they are just not sort of the kind of musician that will come into a studio read down a chart and say okay man that's good enough i'm done you know They, they just don't do that in fact i've had tons of experiences with these players where, you know, I'm sitting there listening in the control room and thinking, oh, my God, that was just incredible. And they're like, you know, I think I could actually do that a little better. <laughs> Run that again. Let me, let me do it again. And yeah, th- those are th- there's such a joy to work with. So, yeah, I've been very lucky. They're almost like the Swampers in a way where, I mean, more, in a more classical sense, if that makes any sense but they're really tight i I was really impressed how well this album came together thank you i really appreciate that kyle uh yeah they like i said they're they're consummate professionals and that's how they want the music to sound and how i want it to sound so they're not gonna rest until it sounds that way and i should give a special shout out to the bass player, uh, Dan Feisley. Dan served multiple functions in this album because in addition to his wonderful bass playing, he's also the recording and mix engineer. And yeah, he's a brilliant engineer. Uh, And so (laughs) Dan in some ways knows this music better than I do because he said to mix it. And so he's been way down in the weeds of, you know, is that shaker part that MD is playing loud enough and is it in the right place? Uh, So, yeah, I've been very, very lucky to have just a great group, very talented people. And and you have a pretty cool story behind the name of the album. So tell the story, please. Oh, so in the rain shadow, um, the rain shadow is uh, is actually a meteorological term that uh, I learned from spending time 
in the high desert in California, in the Owens Valley. And my wife and I, during COVID, as a result of COVID, uh, because we no longer had to be physically located in the Bay Area where we have lived for decades, uh, we could finally get a house out here in the Owens Valley in the high desert. And so we we started living during COVID uh, in this incredible place. The rain shadow refers to uh, to the area just on the other side of where a mountain range comes to an end. And the mountain range, in this case, California Sierra, uh, actually puts a stop to moisture as it's coming from west to east. And so the mountains just a few miles from us may get absolutely pelted with rain, snow, whatever kind of moisture is coming down. And then it comes to a stop because of the wind patterns around the high peaks. Uh, and we're surrounded here by 13,000, 14,000 foot peaks. Uh, so it makes for a very interesting um, situation to live in, both, both weather-wise um, and in the changes in the environment in the high desert, uh, the, the flowers change very rapidly, the colors change, and the light changes, you know, minute to minute, really. Uh, you get these marvelous light displays, which is why one of the pieces is called Cloud Shadows. You get these just fantastic cloud buildups, and then they cast these marvelous shadows over the valley. And we just spend lots of time watching these great displays of light and shade um, as they come across the valley. Yeah, we live just south of Austin. Uh-huh. And I don't know what it is about this area, but it's almost like there's a dome here. And uh-huh. everybody else gets rain, but it yeah. wants to miss us. No, we've kind of got lucky this last month. But yeah, it drives me nuts because I'm growing flowers and and vegetables, and yeah. I like that natural rainwater. But sure. most of the time, I have to use you know city water to you have of course the the meteorological reason for the name and then a lot of the inspiration of the songs. But I've I've noticed that. There's some songs, it's almost as if I'm listening to a classic ballad or um, some of it even seems like it should be in a movie. Mm-hmm. And then while you've got others that are a little more relaxing and then all of a sudden you've got some jamming going on, what made you do all these different things? I'm comedian David Race in Los Angeles. I host a celebrity-filled paranormal talk show like no other. Monstrosity has great guests answering weird questions. You won't believe the combo of celebrities and paranormal experts who've been on this show. I guarantee you'll like Monstrosity, or you get your time back. Go to monstrositypodcast.com right now and take a look. Well, I should say, Kyle, that I, I was moved to hear your little introduction in terms of trying to describe this music. Uh, 
in that it, it made you feel a certain comfort level. I was certainly going for that uh, because part of the inspiration for this album, because it was written during COVID, had to do with the isolation that we were all experiencing in one way or the other because of COVID. I mean, we just could not have the kind of normal human interaction that, that you know, I certainly love to have. And so I was trying to uh, write music that would feel somewhat like an embrace for the listener, um, regardless of the piece, whether it was one of the softer, more ballad-like pieces or, uh, or, the, or the more active, more, more energy-laden pieces. Uh, I wanted that, that quality. And the other thing that comes to mind is the sort of theme behind this group. Uh, the group is called MVI, which stands for Mark Vickness Interconnected. And the interconnected part has to do with my belief that we all belong to one human family, uh, no matter how dysfunctional it might get at times. <laughs> um, we're still all like in it together and music can reflect that by incorporating elements of music from different cultures from different eras different styles uh even even just in western music you know there's so many styles um that themselves incorporate lots of world music elements i mean jazz you know you can have Cuban oriented jazz and, uh, you know, Latin jazz and things like that. So I have spent a lot of time trying to learn music from different cultures. I've been heavily influenced by, for example, classical Indian music, uh, the Raga system. And hence, you know, we have a virtuoso tabla player in the group. Um, he's an amazing you know, classical Indian player. He also happens to be maybe, well, I would say certainly one of the greatest groove-oriented tabla players in the U.S. Uh, I mean, he's just highly sought-out guy. Um, and so that's hopefully coming through in these pieces, uh, almost subliminally in a way. Uh, I mean, you wouldn't necessarily know unless I picked it apart for you where is the influence from, you know, West African drum ensembles, which I played in? Where is the jazz influence? Where is the classical influence? Where is the Latin influence, the Indian influence, et cetera, et cetera? They're all in there. Um, and the hope is not to create a music that's just sort of derivative, but that is kind of organic um that blends these various elements you know it's like a good smoothie or something like that paul simon had a way of doing that yeah he's a huge influence and and it's it's i think of paul simon a lot um have enormous respect for the guy but um i've read a biography of paul simon and it's interesting how he brings those elements uh, to the various albums where he's gone outside of Western culture 
he's gone to South Africa, he's gone to mm -hmm. Brazil, et cetera, et cetera. And the way he does it generally is he'll he'll just get South African musicians, Brazilian musicians, whoever he's working with, and he'll just sit in the studio and say, well, why don't you play something for me? And right. he'll, just, he'll just keep him going until he hears something that he thinks he can work with. And he's like, okay, that that thing, that thing that you just did, I like that. Let's take that and see if we can fashion something around that. Um, mm -hmm. It's a little different from from you know the way I have gone about it, which which is really more to try to learn how to play these these styles of music. I mean, I've studied you know classical Indian music for years, um, and and also you know played in groups, you know, West African groups and um, salsa bands and the list goes on from there. <laughs> well, as an artist, I'll listen to certain music and I'll, I'll kind of vision in my head the way I want to paint. It's artistic, you know, the, the different music that you put in there. And I'm, I'm not saying artistic like some bands will experiment with different sounds and weird objects that they turn into music musical instruments that kind of thing no this is more like a classical painting more realistic to me mm -hmm. not the not the abstract I, I guess that's why i get that calming effect from it and uh, almost see myself by the water listening to this nice i I have heard a few people make similar comments that the music inspires a certain kind of imagery. Uh, a couple of people have commented, and I, I've heard this for a long time with respect to my own compositions, that they have a cinematic quality to them. Um, one thing I try to do, and, and I, I focus on a lot, is trying to make my... Uh, my compositional intentions clear to people. Mm -hmm. uh, I try to do that by giving people clear, uh, audible signposts as to where I'm going, you know, when things are changing so that it's easy to sort of follow, even though there are no lyrics in this music. Cause I mean, so much of what is listened to is music that is, you know, there to accompany a set of lyrics. And then the lyrics are the ones are telling the listener, this is what this is about. Mm -hmm. it's, it's about these words. Um, but when you don't have the lyrics, you have an automatically more abstract scenario. And so it's important from my perspective to, to give the listener uh, a way to follow uh, the story of the piece, so to speak, or where it's mm -hmm. going from section to section. Um, and I mean, that's that's something I learned studying classical composition. I mean, how to delineate the form of a piece so that it's readily, you know, audible uh, for the listener uh, was really a, that's a key thing that I try to focus on. And it's one of the reasons why the group is as large as it is. Um, mm -hmm. These days, it's it's rare to find a seven-person sort of acoustic instrumental ensemble like this. Um, I mean, you'll you'll find you know a three-person ensemble, maybe a four-person ensemble, but to uh, combine 
you know, orchestral string instruments with the oboe and English horn, uh, and then all the percussion, bass and guitar. That's a little unusual these days. Uh, and, yeah. and part of the reason why I chose to do it is because with all those different colors, it's easier to differentiate sections. You know, right. when, you, when you go from all seven players playing busy, busy stuff to everybody stopped and it's just oboe and guitar, it's an extremely clear uh, to the listener that, okay, some this is something different is happening now. Right. So. I've, I've heard a lot of instrumental albums, great music, but some of them just seem like they, they will bring a mood about and it's more of, you know, I, I guess a, a beat, you know, you could dance to or relax to, but only a few musicians that I've listened to that, well, that Billy sent me, I've, I can listen to it and I can almost hear a story in my head as I'm listening to the music. And you've done that. There's a, a, a prog rock guy that I, he plays a war guitar and mm he did that and i was like am i ever going to hear anything like that again and i got to hear that with your album so appreciate that thank you i appreciate it as well when you try to tell a story and make people feel good it's another thing make music that makes people feel good too many are making you know this pandemic album that brings almost like a depression to you mm -hmm. I, I no bring me something happy i want to be inspired i'm so happy to to have you tell me that because um it, it wasn't always that way i have written quite a bit of dark music in my life mm -hmm. and part of the effect of moving to the high desert uh, and have being in this environment all the time is is it changed my mood and mm -hmm. it's reflected in what you just said uh in fact you know i played i have a uh uh young man who is like a surrogate son of mine basically he and my daughter are the same age and they essentially grew up together and he's a very talented musician and so he has uh fortunately or unfortunately had to sort of experience music with me um, his whole life. I, I mean, we've just spent a lot of time. He's actually done gigs with me and stuff like that. Um, and I played some of this music when I was writing it. So in its early stages for this young man, and his response was, wow, that's a lot happier than your normal <laughs> music that I'm used to. And, and it really... It was interesting to me, Kyle, that I never, because I have always been a city person, I always mm -hmm. lived in a city or near a city. And so I'm just, that's always been, been my, my sort of genre. Um, and, and I didn't realize until I moved out of the city and had this, you know, this sense of space and spaciousness around me uh how important your your setting is to your mood i mean this whole yeah shui concept and all that stuff it's like wow that 
that actually works. It makes sense. So yeah, it's it's great to hear people say that um, because like I said, I, I have written a lot of pretty dark music and it was mm -hmm. wonderful for me to get out of that and just go ahead, write some joyous music. What's well, funny you mentioned the setting because I used to live outside of Houston. And if you've ever been there, you know, there's a lot of industry, mm -hmm. you know, a lot of chemical plants, even the town that I lived in where there were a lot of trees and, and land that you could kind of get away to you still were really close to all that all the chemical plants and carbon black plants that kind of thing and then i started visiting up here around austin when i got remarried <clears throat> and the the beauty the nature you know you don't have all that industry up here i'm mm -hmm. 10 minutes from a river and 20 minutes from a lake and yeah. you can actually see your feet in the water when you get in and yeah you know it, it's it's just i don't know how to describe it but this is the most beauty i've ever encountered mm -hmm. here in texas and yeah. i retired moved up here and it has motivated me to where it seemed like where i grew up it was almost like it grabbed you and wouldn't let go mm-hmm and then I get up here and all of a sudden I'm experiencing new things. I feel like I want to do more. Yeah. And I have put down my paintbrush for a long time. Mm -hmm. And I didn't really, I, I wasn't interested in picking it back up again. But when I started listening to your music, in all honesty, I do want to get out and paint again. And I see nature when I listen to it. Wow. That's lovely to hear. It's lovely to hear. I, interestingly, Kyle, uh, Kyle, so I hired an artist to paint the, the, the cover because uh, mm -hmm. he made some CDs. And I don't know if you've seen the image. Yes. Uh, okay. So I have known this, this man. He's a musician. Um, and, uh, I, I didn't realize that he was a talented painter, uh, until I saw some stuff he had put up on Facebook and I was like, wow, Brian is really solid artist as well. Uh, and as it turns out, so I contacted him about doing this painting and the image that he painted is a photo that my wife took from pretty much from our backyard, uh, right. So you see this big mountain, Mount Tom, uh, is, is right there. And it uh, turns out that, uh, that Brian uh, also had stopped painting for a while. And it wasn't until I came to him and said, I, I need you to paint this. So wow. he also, he also he just started painting again. He's like, thank you so much for getting me out of my, you know, non-painting funk here. <laughs> so I could do this project. I was like, wow, this worked out just great. Well, it's cool when you find something that inspires you like that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what do you like to do outside of music? Well, um, I like to do some hiking uh, and things like that. Uh, now that we're here, we can literally walk out our door and hike uh, or ski. Uh, and so 
<clears throat> I got back to some downhill skiing this past winter. We had a ton of snow here in California, uh, which was fantastic. Um, and uh, I also, uh, you know, uh, I'm <laughs> very involved in my kids uh, who are in their 20s now. Um, and uh, I also am a lawyer, uh, so I do law. Hmm. Oh, what kind of law, if you don't mind I, me asking? I, yeah, you can ask. Um, I represent people who get injured at work. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, darn it, I didn't get injured at work, but I, I had to medically retire. Ah, uh, okay. But dang, I could have said I had a lawyer there. There, there you go. <laughs> yeah. so that That is winding down for me now, uh, which I'm very happy about. Uh, oh. And uh, so particularly with this album having just come out, it's a really good time to be doing less of that and uh and more music well you're planning on trying to get out on the road and and do some gigs yeah we've got our first gig scheduled for end of august and so uh we'll be getting together at the moment the the group is scattered all over the world i've got one player in japan i've got one player in ireland i've got uh another player in italy and so um eventually everybody will be coming together to rehearse before this uh gig in late august and then we're gonna see right now you know we're we're in the process of promoting the album hopefully getting some reviews doing interviews like this etc um so we're building up a little bit of a hopefully uh a, a little bit of a tailwind behind us and and then uh yeah i would love to go out and play this music with this group and they're they're just to bring these musicians out to an audience would be such a joy i mean never mind the the compositions <laughs> you can just say okay ty go ahead and solo for five minutes the audience would just be they just love it so yeah um, i really really am looking forward to that uh, are you going to try to get around the the country or what are you planning on no, doing if, if we can uh obviously with a group of seven people uh you need like serious backing to yeah. make that work financially mm -hmm. uh so yeah we're gonna see uh how this can work because we we need to play venues of a certain size in order for it to make sense uh and so we'll we'll have to see i mean we'll see if the album gets a little bit of traction uh and and then we'll sort of balance it out um i think everybody in the group i'm sure everybody in the group is really wanting to go out and play this uh mm -hmm. so uh we'll just have to see how it how it lays a question that i like to ask my guests because I do try to inspire the audience. Is there any, been anything in your life that you've had to overcome that might be inspiring to others? Yeah, I actually, as a child, I had some things to overcome. I lost my mom when I was seven years old. Uh, and I had to deal with an exceedingly abusive family member um 
growing up. Uh, so there were there were challenges uh, there uh, that that might have buried me if if I hadn't had uh, both music uh, as a sort of constant companion. And uh, I, I wound up being raised by a wonderful woman from the South, uh, from North Carolina, who uh, had come to our house when I was uh, four years old uh, as our housekeeper. And then she promised my mother that she would stay and raise me. Uh, and she pretty much saved my life. Uh, and when she died, actually, uh, there's a YouTube video that I uh put up there for her it's the only cover that i've done it's not an original um but she sang gospel in the house all the time uh and so my earliest musical memories the melodies that i stored as a child were her singing gospel in the house and one of her favorite songs was uh, i must tell jesus uh, and yeah. so when she passed away at the age of 99, uh, I took, I must tell Jesus and arranged it for solo monoprene style guitar and then recorded that video, uh, as a, as a tribute to her. Um, so yeah, I had some, some challenges. Before we go, do you have a website? I do. Thank you for asking. So it's just markvickness.com. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, from there, it's easy to find my YouTube channel, um, you know, easy to access stuff. And the album is up for streaming on Spotify, uh, Apple Music, and pretty much every other streaming site. Um I have heard for, from some people, it's interesting, if you search my name, search Mark Vickness, I have a an artist page on both Spotify and Apple Music, but they have put this album on a separate artist page for the group MVI. Oh. So apparently um, it's easier to search uh, MVI or Mark Vickness Interconnected uh, to find this album. Uh, on the streaming platforms. Do you, are you going to have any hard copies? I like have CD hard copies. Yeah. Yes, oh, I have. Cool. Yeah. Yes, and they can be purchased from CD Baby. Uh, you just go to cdbaby.com mm -hmm. and uh, yeah, they they will have a uh, hard copy for people who want actual CDs. Well, I am going to put all of those links in the description to make it easier for people to find you. Thank you. Now, as far as I saw, you only have a Facebook page. I have my Facebook page, my YouTube channel, mm -hmm. uh, I have an Instagram page, but it's it's just not something that I ever post anything on. So <laughs> I'm being told I need to do that. And my daughter is really encouraging me to get on TikTok and uh, put stuff up there you know, little 30 second guitar snippets or whatever. Uh, and in all my free time, maybe I will get there. Um, but so far, yeah, Facebook website um, and the YouTube channel uh, is good. There are 
so far three videos um, from the new album, uh, studio made videos from the new album up on the YouTube channel. And, uh, and there's another one that will drop probably in August. Uh, so, and they're, they're, I gotta say they're, they're well produced videos. Um, there was a lot of care taken with those. Mark, thank you so much for being on the show. I appreciate your time and, and anything that you have come up in the future. Please let me know. I would love to have you back on. That's fantastic. I will do that. And I really appreciate it, Kyle. Thank you so much for having me. And also want to thank all you folks out there. If you are new to the channel, I hope you'll come back. Please hit that subscribe button for my regulars. You guys are awesome because you make it possible for me to do this. Please like and share, comment. And until the next one, everyone, please take care. Be kind to one another. God bless and peace. Mm -hmm.